Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Real Talk About Feminism podcast. We have a really exciting guest for today's episode. Haley's going to introduce her. So today we are having the one and only Nadia Okamoto on the podcast. Uh, If you guys don't know her, she is a huge period influencer. She She's a lot of things, honestly. Yeah. She is the co-founder and CEO of August. It's a sustainable period brand. Um, she's the author of Period Power, and she has her own podcast called Tigress. She's also the founder of Period Movement, which is a nonprofit that she started when she was 16. So she has so much going on. She's an amazing woman. It was super fun to sit down and talk to her, and we're excited for you guys to hear our conversation with her. Just a reminder, if you guys enjoy this episode, please rate and review the show on Spotify, on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, and that will really boost our show and help us out, and we love reading your guys' comments. So if you enjoy, then do that, and then share it with a friend, and let's get into the interview. Hi, everybody. This is Nadia. Thank you so much for coming on our show. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're excited. We are so excited. If you guys don't know Nadia or haven't seen her on your For You page. I don't know how because you have just completely taken over like my For You page with all of your work and it is amazing. Literally your content every time I see it just makes me light up because I'm like this girl is literally reducing stigma. She is doing so much for all people with periods out there. So it's amazing and we're so happy to have you on. Thank you. And I'm glad you think that because certainly not everybody thinks that it's a good thing. Yeah, I bet. But you're outshining the haters for sure. For sure. Thank you. We're trying. (laughs) Yes. So we wanted to ask about kind of like a little intro of who you are. Um, We know that you like have a lot of things like your hands in a lot of different places. So kind of just explain like what you do, what you're passionate about and all that. Yeah, well, I'm passionate about periods, and I have been for eight years. Um, I started a nonprofit when I was 16 called Period, the Menstrual Movement, and it was really focused on making sure that people who couldn't afford access to period care got period care, um, and that was mainly through distributing period products. I led that for about six years, and then um, I published a book called Period Power my sophomore year of college, and, you know, did some other things, uh, was in school running the nonprofit. And then in early 2020, left all of that and decided to start this journey of what is now August. So now I'm the current co-founder and CEO of August, which is a lifestyle period brand. And we make tampons and pads that are more sustainable. And when we launched the company in June of uh, last year, I started posting on TikTok Um, just to kind of like try to learn more about this platform. And it's, you know, kind of taken off more than I could have expected uh, to what you see now um, on your For You page. Yay. And Instagram. Yes. (laughs) And Instagram. Yeah. It's definitely been like a whirlwind of a last year and a half, but it's been super fun. That's awesome. That's so great. I'll just say too about August because I recently purchased a pack for the first time and I love it so much but I really like how you have the option to donate to a cause as well like part of the proceeds go towards a cause I think I chose like the environmental one um but I think that's a really cool feature because a lot of companies don't do that so I appreciated that for sure I love that yeah no I mean social impact was is very much at the core of August and I think 
a lot of that stems from my starting uh, my whole career in the nonprofit side where, you know, I think when you work on the nonprofit side, it was just constantly wishing that companies like were required to donate, not just like that they should donate because it like helps with tax deductions, you know? And so I think for me going into starting a company, it was like, okay, as a nonprofit, you know, former leader, like when I'm thinking of how we can best support nonprofits, it's not just with product, but it's really with money so that they can like support their overhead operations and be able to grow. And so it was really, really important to me and our founding team to make sure that we had that monetary give back embedded into every purchase. I love that. I, I think that's really smart. Something that I also noticed too is that you guys have like pink tax never. And I love that because we've talked about that. Like the pink tax is a real thing and people don't realize it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool to show like we're not taking any more of your money just because you have a period and it's not your choice, really. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, and it's it's actually the tampon tax. There's a difference between tampon the pink tax. tax and the tampon tax. Well, technically it's not like called the tampon tax, but like I would say that like the pink tax is really just the concept that anything that's branded pink costs more, right? Where like if you mm-hmm. say it's for women, if you say it's for girls, if you stick some flowers on it, companies can charge more for it. The tampon tax is like actually something encoded into law. So the tampon tax is that in 20 U.S. states, there's literally a sales tax on period products because they're legally considered non-essential items. Meanwhile, products like Rogaine and Viagra are considered medical necessities. So like a lot of people hear that and they're like, oh my God, pink tax, that's so fucked up. And I'm like, no, the tampon tax is like even more fucked up, you know? Because it's in law, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, it's encoded into law and it's not just like, oh, like studies have shown things that are pink. It's like, no, tampons and pads are literally considered like luxury items. So so yeah, at August, we don't charge the tampon tax if you order in one of those states where the tampon tax still exists. And yeah, it's been, it's like, I feel like it's a small thing to do that. I hope every period company out there copies us. I would not be mad at that because I think that it's like about time that everybody does that. Yeah. Thanks for clearing that up. Clearing that up first off. Because that is crazy. Like I didn't know that. And that makes me so mad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So speaking of like how you started, was there a certain thing that made you passionate? Because you said that you started the nonprofit when you were 16, right? Yeah. So was there something that made you really passionate about periods or you just like saw it as an issue and then ran with it? I, for me, it was really learning about things like the tampon tax, which actually existed in 40 states when I first got involved in 2014. Um, but it was also just hearing about period poverty for the first time. You know, like I have experienced financial instability, but my family was always privileged enough where I did not have to worry about like using trash to take care of my periods or using, you know, paper towels for like days and weeks and months on end, you know? And so I think that for me, learning about period poverty through conversations with homeless women um, that I was meeting just like on my way to school, you know, like in the community was honestly a really big privilege check and wake up call. And I think that just kind of coming to that understanding of like, wow, this is an issue. And like, why have I never heard of this as a 16 year old who's already like, I, you know, I was a 16 year old who like considered herself a feminist and considered herself like socially aware. And then I think to have this, like such an obvious issue, like period poverty, like brought to my attention. It was like, it was just something that I couldn't stop thinking about. Cause it was like, Oh my God, this is such an obvious issue. Like, why don't we talk about this? Why don't we know about this? And that kind of like, passion is I think what I feel today eight years later wow I love that I think like 
it's always kind of hard being the one that has to pioneer it because I would say like you're the biggest period influencer out there for sure. And so like you have to take a lot of that hate and a lot of the judgment and a lot, like I'm sure that there's a lot coming your way and I'm sure that's really hard, but the payoff for so many people all around the world that have periods and are seeing you out there with your tampon string out or you being the period fairy at a music festival with a pad, like, like that is amazing because there really, there shouldn't be shame about something that's so natural and is so, we've talked about like how your cycle connects with the moon and like how it's such a powerful thing, but there's so much stigma around it. So it's hard to accept your cycle like that. And you're really doing a lot to reduce the stigma. So that's amazing. Thank you. Well, and you know, honestly, like the pushback of people who are like, periods are gross, like that honestly, I think doesn't concern me very much. I think for me, it's, I've always been more just wanting to make sure that, um, you know, the people who came before me and like pioneered this space so that I could be a TikToker on periods, like, I think I've always been more concerned, like, I want to, like, how I shed light on that and like how I continue like respecting their work. Um, And so like the trolls, you know, they suck. I hate them, but like, it doesn't bother me as much. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. And I also feel like too, on your platform, you do a lot of education around periods. And like, I've seen you make videos about like young girls asking, like, I don't know how to put a tampon in even. And so like that work is so important because there are so many people that just don't know a lot about yeah. periods and that whole space. Yeah. No, I mean, it boggles my mind. Like how many grown, even like moms, like are learning for the first time through a TikTok that like pee and period blood come out of two, two different holes. You know, like mm-hmm. I made a video today. I think it's like my latest video where I, I said that like, oh, I take my tampon out when I poop, even though like I can technically keep it in while I poop because it's two different holes. And people are like, what? Really? And I'm like, oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. And I always say, like, want to tell people, like, it's not your fault. It's the fucking school system that, like, has not taught anybody this. Like, it's not your fault. It's not a bad question. But, like, it really boggles my mind sometimes. Yeah. It is crazy. (laughs) I know. The school system really failed all of us. Yeah. (laughs) But we're glad that there's people out there who have such a big platform like you that are going to educate people because we all need that, apparently. We're we're trying. (laughs) Yeah. So my next question for you is, do you feel like August is helping to reduce the stigma around periods and people with periods? I think anybody who's talking about periods in a positive way, like, I mean, you with the podcast, like, is contributing to that. Do you feel the same way about mental health, too? Because I really appreciate all your mental health content as well, because you you don't just talk about periods like you talk about your mental health and like you bring a personal side to it, which I think helps people a lot, too. Yeah, I mean, I would hope, I would hope that, like, whatever I can use my platform to, like, talk about it, you know, is helping to destigmatize something. I think for me, like, talking about mental health, it's kind of self-interested in a lot of ways, because I think that, like, I have major depressive disorder and BPD and PTSD, and I think if I could sum up, like, a leading emotion that, or, like, feeling that I have a lot, it's just, like, feeling lonely and, like, feeling alone and feeling, like, misunderstood. And I think that there's a part of me as a creator where it's, like, wow, like, what's an easy way to remind myself that I'm not alone? It's, like, to post a video that, like, wow, I'm, like, really having a rough time right now and to be connected with so many people who are experiencing similar things. And so I'm really thankful for that community and, like, Yeah, I think I don't even think I realize how stigmatized mental health is 
until I get so much hate online. And I think that it's kind of inspired me because I, I honestly did not, I knew, I of course knew that mental health was stigmatized, but I think because I grew up in a family where it was very open and I run in progressive circles where like other people are very open about their mental health, like to meet people online who think that admitting you're depressed is because you're crazy is like, it's such a great reminder to me that like, this is still such a stigmatized issue and we still have so much work to do on it. Yeah. One of the goals on our podcast, like we really believe in the power of sharing your own story and sharing your own experiences because it does help people to not feel alone. And it also helps you to not feel alone because whatever you're going through, there's probably someone else, at least one person in the world that can relate. So um, yeah, I love that because it really does just help decrease that stigma. And it is hard sometimes sharing those things because, you know, we've gotten really personal on our podcast, but in the end, it's going to help someone. So I think that's great. Well, I hope so. And I'm glad they have your podcast too. (laughs) thank Thank you you. (laughs) so something that I was obsessed with that you did um I can't remember what the music festival was that you were the period fairy at but my friend was apparently like in the same campsite as you and so I saw that you were posting and I was like oh my gosh like I sent it to her and she's like yeah I saw her like by the porta potties oh my god I was like so jealous of her because I totally would have ran up and said hi to you but can you explain like what the whole idea behind like you being the period fairy is like, did you like do anything specific or did you just, you know, wear what you were wearing? What is that? So it was like super accidental. Um, Like I did not like the term period fairy. It was not like a planned out. We're going to go and Nadia's going to be period fairy. Basically me and a few of my team members, we decided to go to electric forest, which was the music festival. And it's like a few day festival, like the middle of Michigan and um we were going just because august was stocking uh the restrooms for artists and vip um with free period products right like part of our mission is to like wherever you see toilet paper you see free period products you know and so we were going just to like help make content about that and then naturally like i personally love music festivals because i feel like it's where everybody just kind of like throws every you know stigma idea over like hiding your body parts and I really love rave culture in the sense that it's all about like love and like there is such an outward um a lot of these festivals are like really really great at communicating like consent and safe spaces so like I love festivals for that um and so basically I was like okay I'm just gonna like dress up and I was actually on my period and so I was like I was already gonna wear all these rave outfits and so like might as well just own my period and like I'd never worn pads out in public like that was my first time ever and at this festival they're like little kids there and we were handing out tampons and then like this mom comes up with her daughter and she like the video is on TikTok by the way of like this little girl coming up to me and she's like why are you the period fairy? And it just stuck. And I like played along with it. And it was just like playing with this like little girl, like here's, here's a tampon. Like your mom can explain it to you. And like, this is what it is. And like, yeah, I'm the period fairy. And so it was just like an accidental thing. And then I used the hashtag on that video. Like it went viral. And then I just kind of like kept with this, you know, thing and at electric forest, you know, these like raves, fairies and you know fairy life is a whole thing and I was just really inspired by like the whole concept of like an understanding of like fairy life it was something that I'm very new to and so I was just like wow I'm just inspired by this like love and giving and like leaving gifts places and so like 
the period where he just kind of came to be as my alter ego. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's been super fun. Like we've gone to a few other festivals. We went to Izu and, you know, you know, gone to a few different events. So I'm excited and I really hope that, you know, you see more of period fairy at like Coachella and things. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's so cute. I'm obsessed with that. That's adorable that the little girl like coined the phrase. Yeah. She totally coined it. Like it was absolutely like not planned at all. Wow. That's awesome. And honestly, like, I think how bold for it to be your first time, like wearing a pad out in public, but like, it was obviously successful and I loved seeing the content from it. And I just think that's really awesome. Thank you. Yeah. We had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. It's a super I bet. good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so my question I was going to ask was, um, do you have any tips for people with periods, like anything in the period space, like cramps or how to deal with hormone changes and that kind of stuff, anything at all? I think my biggest piece of advice would just be to like really lean into setting what boundaries you need. I think that like a lot of messaging, especially as a menstruator, you get when you're younger is like, oh, you just suck it up. Like the pain, you just have to suck it up. Like cramps, take an Advil, you got this. And I think that the older I get and like the more and more I unlearn a lot of that, it's realizing like, wait, like I'm on my period and I cannot work today. You know, like I cannot go into the office. I need to nap. And like, being in a place where, you know, you are able to make sure that you're not shaming yourself for needing more rest or having more crave, like ice cream or things that you're craving or not shaming yourself. Like if you need to sleep in and you need to cancel social plans, like I think that on your period, being able to really just like protect your boundaries is really important and something that I really wish that I learned a lot earlier on. I like that. Really treating it like your winter and like going inward and reflecting and listening to what you need. That's really great advice. Yeah, for sure. That is great advice. I also like how you said, like, you know, we used to just hear take an Advil, but I actually saw this TikTok today and it was a doctor and he was like, um, it's not a myth that sometimes your period cramps can feel worse than a heart attack. And I was like, yeah, thank you. Because sometimes my cramps are literally terrible but I just think like, okay, I just need to put a heating pad on while I'm working and move on. But it's okay to take the time that you need. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're less than just because you have to take a little bit more time and maybe someone else doesn't have to do that on their period. Yeah. But it's really like your cycle is your cycle. So just own it. Yeah. yeah. And I love that like you're sharing this message, message and we talk about this all the time too and more and more people are, but like your period should not be something that you are ashamed of at all. Like it's a natural thing. And so I think it's so important that we realize like, yeah, we can give ourselves a little bit more grace during that time. Cause it's actually a really cool thing if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think, and I feel like I'm just at the beginning of my journey of like understanding my period. Like I just started to learn like the different, you know, terms around the different phases of your period or your menstrual cycle. And I think like that's another big part of like the need for period education is like getting your period is only one small part of your overall menstrual cycle. And what are the, all the other amazing things that, you know, we can learn from it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. For sure. Well, do you have anything you want to share with our audience before we end? Anything going into the new year? Any tips? I would say try August. Yes. Subscribe <laughs> to August period care. Um, but yeah, I would just encourage people to like, you know, maybe not use any nicknames for their period. If you're in school and you don't have free period products in your restroom, 
DM me, text us, we'll get it, we'll try to help. Um, and I think that, uh, yeah, that's a huge goal of ours is just to like kind of continue just trying to get period care wherever it should be. Awesome. So where can people buy August? Do you want to drop the social? www.itsaugust.co Easy. And we'll put your information in our show notes too. So our followers can find you in August. Awesome. Thank you so much, y'all. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.